comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundance life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord. Kingdom added. Kingdom added. We thank God. It's a joy and a privilege to come your way with God's word at this time to share fellowship with you in your homes, wherever you may find yourself at this time. The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. Where is the house of God? The Bible says, where two or three are gathered together. Just as I am speaking from here, and you are there. We are gathered together. God is in our midst. So we form a church. And it's a joy to know that God is set to bless your life. Good. This morning, I'm going to continue our teaching series that we've been doing for the past two weeks now. And the text I've been teaching from comes from Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. The Bible said, a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stand asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? That has been the subject. That is the text that gives us an account when Jesus was traveling with his disciples on the boat and a stormy wind blew across them and the Bible says the disciples became afraid and Jesus said, why were you so fearful? And I want you to believe that you know that the times we live in are fearful times. These are dangerous times. People are afraid. They are uncertain. Government keeps on issuing all kinds of directives. This week is this. The next week, another thing is coming up. Every week, you are uncertain about what is about to happen. And that level of uncertainty creates fear. Particularly when you also follow the news and you hear what's being reported in the news every now and then. It, everything is designed to keep you in a state of fear. But I want you to know that even in the valley of the shadow of death, God says we shall fear no evil. That's why we need to know how to deal with fear in these times if you must come up on top. I said from the very beginning of this teaching that the most dangerous thing to fear at this time is fear itself, not the coronavirus. If you can put your faith, bring your faith up and keep your fear under, you'll surmount and you'll be victorious over the coronavirus. That's why you need to know how to deal with fear and keep fear away from your tent. And in dealing with fear on Wednesday, we started exploring that if you are going to deal with fear, we must first of all identify the source of fear. That's what I did on Wednesday. We need to identify the source of fear. And Wednesday, we established that Satan is the source of fear. 
Fear does not come from God. Fear comes from the devil. Satan is the source of fear according to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. It says, for God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of sound mind and of love. So anything that God did not give you, if you have it with you, it means you are possessing the contraband goods. You are possessing something God will not have you possess. Satan gave it to you. And if Satan gave it to you, you are a child of God. You don't, he's not got the right to give you something. So you need to return it to sender. And I send fear back to sender. I command every fear around your environment, fear in your heart, fear in your homes. I command them to go back to their source. In Jesus' precious name. So I establish that fear originates from the devil. But like the coronavirus, fear also has a means of transmission. Fear has a means of transmission. And you may know the source of fear, but if you don't know the means by which it is transmitted, it can be transmitted to you without knowing. That's why we are spending some time to explore the various channels Satan uses to transmit fear. There are five major channels I realize Satan uses mostly to transmit fear. And on Wednesday, we touch on one of them. The first thing we talk about on Wednesday is that Satan transmits fear through the things you hear. Satan transmits fear to us through the things we hear. That is through the ear gate. Your ear is a gate that gates your life. Your ear is one. And Satan uses it to transmit fear. When we read the account of Psalm, uh, the, the book of Psalm 112 verse 7, the New Living Translation, I like the way he renders it. He said, they do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They do not fear bad news. You must not be afraid of bad news. These are times of bad news. Every channel you tend to around the globe, there is no channel, TV channel. Even China that says it's overcome it and it's not recording it. If you turn to Chinese television, you will still see coronavirus being reported. That's it. Almost on every channel, social media is there. Anywhere people are, coronavirus is being discussed at this time. So fear is the subject of the day. Said he shall not be afraid. The New Living Translation said, They do not fear bad news. May you not be afraid of bad news in the mighty name of Jesus. They said they confidently trust the Lord. You must trust that God is able to bring us out of this. And I see us come out of it. I see the nations come out of it. Very shortly, this coronavirus will be a thing of the past. It shall be over pretty soon, quicker and faster than we think. In the name of Jesus. So that's it. We said we need to know how to deal with fear in that sense. Fear comes through the things we hear. The things we hear. And we saw how David overcame the fear. Fear through the things he heard. And so we established there are three ways we need to deal with the things we hear. Number one, we need to choose the things we hear. Somebody say choose the things you hear. Whoever you are watching it with this time, just show that them and tell them choose the things you hear. Choose the things you hear. You need to choose the things you hear. Deliberately choose the things you hear. Number two, challenge the things you hear. And then, of course, we said, if you choose it, you challenge it, then you can change it. If you challenge it and it doesn't agree with the word of God, change it. And that's what we looked at. We want to continue today and explore some other channels through which fear is transmitted. Hopefully, if I, we are able to walk through the five, that would be great. Fear 
also is transmitted. The second channel through which fear is transmitted is through the things you see or watch. The things you see and watch. The things you see and watch. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1. He said, when thou goest to battle against thy enemies and seest horses, take note, and seest horses and chariots and the people more than thou, be not afraid of them. Every time we see things that are overwhelming, things we can have an antidote to, things we don't understand, if you are going to find someone and you begin to hear the record of the thing, you see the person's picture, like the way uh, the whole of army of Israel became afraid. The Bible said, when they saw Goliath, all of them became afraid. He was victor. And when you look at the way we are seeing the coronavirus, everybody gets afraid. It's a virus and we can't even see it. This is an invisible enemy. An enemy we can't see yet. He has it has successfully placed fear in the heart of millions across the globe. Fear. When we see things, we become afraid. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 8. He said, be not afraid of their faces. In the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 10. When the children of Israel were coming out of the land of Egypt, we are told that when while they were on their way, they came to a point when the army of Israel, uh, Pharaoh, and Pharaoh and his army followed them. And the Bible says, at a point in time, Exodus 14, 10, when they lifted up their, their eyes and behold, the armies marched behind them. The Bible says they were so afraid. They were so afraid. In these times, when you see that somebody close by, a family relation has gotten the virus, it can send shivers of fear around your spine. You begin to wonder, if you work in a, a particular medical firm and one of the people around, God forbid, gets infected, immediately you become afraid for yourself. And Satan uses it as a platform. Sometimes people who are not affected can even catch a fever or a danger that is even more than coronavirus. Fear is dangerous. In the book of Exodus 14, verse 13 to 14, 14 verse 13 to 14, and Moses said unto them, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I announce to somebody, fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of God. God is saving the nations from this virus. In the name of Jesus. That's why I invite you to join us this week as we seek the face of God. To present the nations, our nation, your life, your family, our nation and the nations of the world before God. He says, for the Egyptians you see today, I like that, verse 13, you shall see them again no more. I announced coronavirus. The coronavirus which we don't see, but we hear about today. Very soon we shall hear about it no more. I cast it to wither and die. In the name of Jesus, I command you to go back to the sea where you came from. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fear. Jesus invited Peter to join him in a boat. And Peter stepped on the water by faith. But the Bible said when he saw that the wind was boisterous. In the book of Mark chapter 14 verse. Matthew chapter 14 verse 28 to 30. Matthew 14 28 to 30. The Bible said Peter. He said bid him come to me. Jesus said come unto me. And he began to walk on the water. But look at verse 30. But when he saw verse 30. When Peter saw 
that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Be careful what you look at. Be careful. It's not every image they send you through WhatsApp that you have to look at. Some of them, as, as, as they are coming, you are deleting them. You don't keep evil images. It's very important that you control the amount of time you spend, particularly now that we are going to be home for two weeks. Be, be very careful how much time you spend following the news. Because news, I told you on t Wednesday, that the only thing that makes news is evil. Anything good, we don't hear much about. If you hear, you listen to any of our radio stations or any of the major international stations, the thing they constantly report are the evil. Sometimes governments are taking steps. Instead of focusing on the steps governments are taking, media stations have time to report what opposition is doing. At this time, do we need you to report on opposition? But it just tells you that these people are not uh, uh, very, very serious. That's why you need to be careful. Spend time with God instead of just wasting the time away. Some of us are going to make, you can make so much out of these two weeks that you are going to be at home. Spend that time. Don't spend all of it watching TV, staying with CNN or whatever. It can affect you negatively. Be careful what you watch. Turn to your neighbor and say, be careful what you watch. The third way Satan uses to transmit fear is through your mind. Through your mind, Satan transmits fear through your mind. I remember in the, in the course of this week, I, I, I was just, uh, somebody came to see me, and when I met the person, I, I just stretched my hand to greet the person. I'd forgotten about it. In as much as I'm very careful, and uh, we are all observing the protocol, at a point, I mean, you can forget it and, you know, hug somebody or greet somebody. When you finish, immediately Satan begins to deal with your mind. I remember when I greeted the person and finished, Satan said, go and use your hand sanitizer. I said, Satan, God punish you. Yeah. Every time. You see, as much as possible. That's why I'm te teaching you how to deal with this thing. Because you see, as much as it's great to observe the protocols, you can forget yourself. And if you forget yourself and you allow Satan, he will now begin to use it against you. So though you don't have it physically, he will sell it to you by the spirit. And once it gets transmitted into you in the spirit, very soon it will manifest in the flesh. You shall not be a victim. Amen. I said you shall not be a victim. Amen. Satan sometimes sends fear to us through our mind, through distressing mental pictures. Distressing mental pictures. Satan can be painting pictures to you about hundreds of corpses that will be buried out of a uh, coronavirus. Though in Ghana we have not reported 10. Very soon in your own mind, you can be sitting there imagining how many people are going to die. How many people are in the hospital. All kinds of things you begin to imagine. I like it when the Bible says in Numbers chapter 13 verse 33. And there when we, we saw the giants, this is an account of the, tens, the 12 spies, you remember, when they were sent to go spy out the land, when they returned, the Bible says, 10 of them came with an evil report. An evil report is an, a, a, a report, or it's like bad news. An evil report is a report that is not born out of faith. Because in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says, through faith, they obtain a good report. So an evil report is a faith-generating report. It's a fear-generating report. It's a report that brings fear and panic to people. They brought that kind of, that's how they transmitted, they came. And I like it. When you read this text, 
It's amazing. The Bible said, there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Now, it's very important you take note of this scripture very well, because they came to paint a mental picture. The people didn't go there with them, but they made them see what they saw, what they did not see actually. Because they didn't see them. They, they were not grasshoppers. But they came to paint the picture. That hey, the people we saw them. When you look at them. Were like grasshoppers. How? At what point can a human being be reduced. To the status of a grasshopper? How? But that's what fear does. They painted a mental picture. And I tell you. This moment. If you don't feel your mind. While you are at home. Satan will be filling your mind with the pictures. He will be giving you pictures. Pictures. While you are there all by yourself, he'll be giving you pictures. Pictures of how your business is failing. Pictures of how uh, the economy is failing. Pictures of how uh, schools are closed down. Pictures. Satan can be giving you tormenting pictures. But the time you realize, fear has enveloped every part of your being. But in this moment, as you fill your mind with the word of God, I see fear departing from your environment. Through bad news reportage. Dreadful pictures can be sent across to you. Sometimes Satan also gives you pictures through dreams, demonic dreams. You have a dream and by the time you have a dream, you see yourself in a coffin. That is Satan trying to give you fear. Praise God. You wake up and you curse that coffin. You don't just watch it and allow it to pass. No. Satan sends pictures. Is it when I read the story of the 12 spies, when Joshua and Caleb were fighting against them, they also had to create a picture. Because you can't, when Satan brings you a mental picture of something that makes you afraid, you also have to create a mental picture of something that generates faith in you. You have to create it. Numbers chapter 14, verse 6 to 9. Numbers 14, 6 to 9. The New King James Version says, but Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Japhna, who were among those who spy on the land, tore their clothes. Now imagine it. Tore their clothes. That's creating a picture. Tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Good land. Good land. Good land. Good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. And a land which flows with milk and honey. Now look at verse 9 with me. Only do not rebel against the people. Nor fear the people of the land. Now, how is that? Look at how they dealt with fear. He said, don't fear the people of the land. But how are you not going to fear them? For they are bread for us. That's a mental picture. Bread for us. Bread. Their, bread for, their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Create mental pictures. Good mental pictures. This coronavirus, treat it like any other virus. Take all the precautions. But understand that it's like any other virus. The bubonic plague came, it went. SARS came, it went. So create mental pictures. See yourself beyond the coronavirus. Don't see your business failing after coronavirus. Create absolute good mental pictures about yourself. Create a mental picture. That's critical. And then number four, through ignorance. 
Satan sells fear through ignorance. He transmits fear through ignorance. The Bible says in the book of Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He said, Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Thou shalt be no priest to me. See, thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. Through ignorance. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Many people fear to travel by plane. Yeah. They fear, they fear, they fear. It's the fastest means of transport and the most comfortable means of transport. But some people are afraid to fly. And they are afraid to fly basically because they are ignorant. Yeah. They are ignorant. They are ignorant. One of the things they are ignorant that makes people flight phobia is because they fear that a plane crash is deadly. Yeah, that is one major fear that plane a crash here, that is all, you are gone. But the truth of the matter is that every year there are more car accidents than plane crashes. Every year. So more people, so if you compare it, you see that it is actually safer to travel by air than by road. There are more car crashes than there are plane crashes. The average uh, pilot is well trained and well skilled than the average driver. So if you are to entrust your life into the two of them, one of them, their hands, it should be the pilot. But because people are ignorant of this part, they are free to fly. And yet they sit in the car, they move about, they drive themselves. They don't know. Ignorance keeps people in bondage to fear. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Remember the story about Elijah and his servants. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 15 to 17. When Elijah they had sent, when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone before. Behold, a horse compassed the city. With horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered him, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. He said, There are more with us. And for you, as a child of God, you must understand that the things that are for you, if God be for you, who is coronavirus that can be against you? They that be with us are more than they that be against us. They that be with us. That's what, and this was something that Elijah knew. Elijah knew, so he was composed. In spite of everything that was going on, he was well composed. But his servant was fretting, panicking. I'm sure the moment he saw them, he began to weary on himself. Elijah said, no, 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 this is not the time to panic. They that are with us are more. And I like what he did. He said in verse 17, And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. I prophesied that over you and over your household the wall of fire of Jehovah will be around you. In the name of Jesus. In your vehicle. Everywhere you go you shall be surrounded. In the name of Jesus. He said he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. May you be kept in all your ways. In your going out and your coming in, you shall be kept. You shall be preserved and protected from the enemy. Shout a better amen wherever you are. The man was ignorant. When he saw, when knowledge came 
All of a sudden, fear disappeared. I see fear disappearing from your life. A lot of people. That's why you need to get the right information. Sometimes knowledge is in as much as it's not every knowledge that is good. Some knowledge is very relevant. When you get to know the, uh, what do you call it, uh, the death rate of this virus, it has a way of eliminating fear from your heart. It has a way. It has a way. And that's why I would like that our journalists will announce more of it. Tell us how many people are recovering. Tell us how many people are doing well. The moment there's a death, one major radio station kept on announcing it. When uh, Ghana, when, uh, when the Ghana Health Service had not even put it on their site, they kept announcing it. Later on, I realized that before it became four. Later on, they announced it was four, about three different occasions. I listened to their news, I heard it. Then later on, I heard them announce that it's three. Then finally, when Ghana Health Service came to come, you see, they are just in a hurry to bring out something that is evil. To appear to be the best news. No, no, no. That, it doesn't make you the best news. It just makes you a, a fear monger. May the Lord help us and deliver us from this pan, panicking journalist. Can somebody say an amen? amen? The same thing happened to Job. Job lived in fear because he didn't know what was inside for him. He lived in fear. We are told in Job chapter 3 verse 25 to 26. He said, for the thing I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I, yet trouble came. This is Job. And this is Job talking that he's not in safety. He was afraid perpetually. The thing I greatly feared. But if you check the scripture, you realize that Job had no basis to fear. In Job chapter 1 verse 8 to 10, Satan himself had tried Job secretly and he didn't get him. He didn't get him because he was heavily and super defended. And I want you to know in these times that you are heavily and super defended. The angels of God are watching over you. 24-7 you are covered. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? When you get to know how the protective mechanisms God has made available to you, there is no way you can operate in fear. I'm sure that the frontline health personnel who are working, the moment they wear their protective gear, the virus you fear, they don't fear anymore. Why? Because they are wearing a certain garment. Didn't it, the Bible tell us we should put on the whole armor of God? We are at war. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare. We need to put on the whole armor, all our spiritual armor. A lot of believers have dropped down their spiritual armor and they are just there, just watching and just panicking. No, put on your armor. And when you have finished wearing your armor, the Bible said, above all, take the shield of faith so that you can quench all the fiery that of the enemy. I see you come out victorious. I see you come more than a conqueror. The Bible said, little children, you are of God and have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, somebody say nothing. nothing. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means coronavirus. It's one of those things. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. While preparing, I saw something in Mark chapter 16 verse 17 to 18. Nothing means. He said, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. I like verse 18. He said, they shall take up serpents. Somebody say, take up serpents. Take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. If they drink any deadly thing. Now, that is your inheritance. That is who you are in Christ. If they drink any deadly thing. I was speaking to a friend of mine this week. 
and she was telling me that uh, one of the things she's resorted to do is that when she buys anything, she's, uh, she, she will san- sanitize it. I said, okay, so when you buy bread, do you sanitize the bread? Yeah, because the bread has passed through a lot of hands. When you buy rice, do you sanitize, do you pour sanitizer into the rice? It's very important. It's very, very important that you appreciate where we stand. The Bible said, if you take any deadly thing, you see, you don't have to go and take it, but you must have faith that if you unfortunately touch a, face, a surface that is infected, when I saw the scripture, I realized that no, I cannot touch an infected uh, 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 surface ignorantly and it will affect me. No. Once I don't know, he said, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. It shall not hurt them. You will not be hurt in this season. You will not be hurt in this season. Let me close with number five. The fifth channel through which Satan uses to transmit fear is through what I call other people's negative experiences. Other people's negative experiences. When people have had a negative experience, they have a way of transmitting fear. Yeah. Somebody goes to a hospital and maybe the doctors out of fear, some of them abandon him. When you hear that kind of thing, when you are even having the symptoms and you have to report to the hospital, you say, oh, I won't go. If I go there, they will kill me. It is somebody who went there and was not attended to. It doesn't mean that when you go there, you will not be attended to. Somebody's negative experience. It's like when you are in a queue, uh, you are in the embassy, embassy going for a visa and you are in a queue and the first five people are ahead of you. When they go, they bounce them, go, they bounce them, go, they bounce them. Before it gets, you are the sick person. And before you get there, I'm sure that your heart is boiling. What shall be my own position? You see, you are allowing other people's negative experience to influence you to be afraid. Other people's negative experience. And I like what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 12 to 13. It says, say ye not a confederacy to all whom these people shall say a confederacy to. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Don't fear what people fear. Don't fear. The fact that somebody's marriage failed does not mean your marriage will fail. The fact that somebody's business is failing does not mean your own will fail. The fact that it can even be your twin brother. The fact that he has got the virus does not mean you will get it. Am I communicating somebody at all? Don't, don't allow other people's negative experience to bring fear into you. No. No. They have suffered it. I mean, somebody gets into an accident and, and you begin to fear that you might also die through an accident. No. The Bible says in Psalm 91 verse, this is a consciousness I need you to have. Because if you are not going to be influenced by other people's negative experience, you'll be afraid. Then you need to have a, an it shall not come near me mentality. You need to have it shall not come near me. They say, oh, five people in living in Asokwa have gotten, 20 people living in this place have gotten the virus. And some of them were at the filling station. And maybe you just went there to buy fuel. You have to tell yourself, it shall not come nigh me. It shall not come nigh me. The Bible said, thou shall not be afraid. Psalm, uh, Psalm 91 verse 5 to 8. Thou shall not be afraid for the tarot by night. 
nor for the arrow that fly by day, nor for the pestilence that worketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall. Look at that. A thousand. Before it comes near you, listen, have this picture. Before any plague comes near you, at least 11,000 people must be affected. Before coronavirus hits you and your family, at least 11,000 people in Ghana must be affected. And you obviously will start with unbelievers. That's why it shall not come near you. I said it shall not come near you. It shall not come. He said a thousand shall fall at that side. Ten thousand at that right. That's how far coronavirus is from you. That's how far it is from you. And you need to have this picture or you'll be a chief victim for the enemy. It shall not come near you. He said only with the eyes. Only with her eyes shall thou behold the reward of the wicked. Listen, after all of this, you will live to see. I said you will live to see. You will live to see the victory of Jesus. You will live to see the victorious army of Jesus. After this teaching, I'll be teaching on walking in supernatural immunity. Because you need, you need to know what is available for you in Christ in these times. If you walk like an ordinary person, you will die like an ordinary person. You die like an ordinary person. The Bible said that they know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said you are gods and all of you are the children of the Most High. He said, but you shall die like me, man. You will die like me, man. Why? Because they know not. What you don't know will destroy you. That's why you need to know that fear is destructive, fear is cancerous, fear is deadly. And I command fear to leave your spirit. In the name of Jesus, wherever you are, put your hand on your chest right now. Let me bind and cast away the spirit of fear from your life. I bind, I bind fear. I bind fear. I cast out fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear. And so in the name of Jesus, I come against the spirit of fear. I cast you. Out of God's people, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command you out of everyone online watching this video on the side. I command fear to leave their environment. I command fear to leave their heart. I command fear to leave their homes. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for victory in the name of the Lord Jesus. I give you praise. I give you glory in Jesus' matchless name. You are online. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to know him. You need to know him. If you are born again, you have what it takes to overcome fear. And you have what it takes to overcome the virus. If you are not born again, it is risky. Because if you lose your life on this earth, you will lose your life on the other side too. And you don't want to be, you don't want to suffer a loss twice. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to the Lord. He said, little children, you are of God and have overcome the world. You want to become one of those little children who God gives power and capacity to, to overcome. This moment, bow down your head wherever you are and say this simple prayer of faith after, after me. Say, Father, I thank you. I bless you for this moment. I admit that I'm a sinner. I confess that Jesus died and rose again for my salvation. By faith in his name, I yield my heart to him. Come to my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior in Jesus' precious name. Uh, yeah, if you are also in Kumasi, very soon this virus will be over. And when it's over, I want you to join us in fellowship so you can grow in your walk with God. Stretch your hand towards the screen as I pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the covenant of divine protection. 
Thank you that everyone tuning into this broadcast is spared. In the name of Jesus. Thank you that a thousand will fall at their side, ten thousand at their right hand. But concerning them and their families, it shall not come near them. Thank you for supernatural preservation. Thank you for divine protection. Thank you for supernatural immunity. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory that it is done. Now may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord watch over you. May the Lord open doors of favor unto you. May the Lord keep you in perfect peace. Even as you keep your mind fixed and focused on him, you are blessed. Fakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. Oh,